Got You Back Podstream is brought to you by Kinprint. For all your company's promotional needs, they do it all. Apparel, promotional products, using the highest quality brands. They do logo design, signage, and printing. Kinprint will promote your brand with excellence. Visit kinprint.ca. Welcome to your Got Your Back Sunday night live stream. As per the order's release, Edmonton Oilers forward Connor McDavid suffered an upper body injury during last night's game versus the Winnipeg Jets. McDavid is expected to be out of the lineup one to two weeks. There it is, Oilers fans, with the team scrambling to find its footing. They lose their biggest weapon. This group is about to be tested. Rob Brown and Jason Strudwick are here tonight on this Sunday live stream to break it all down. As always, the podcast presented by our proud title sponsor, Sherwood Buick GMC, the number one GMC dealership in all of Canada for five years running. It's easy to see why. If you go in, they make the sales process nice and easy. No pressure. They've got it streamlined and they have stock. So you can actually get into the vehicles that you're looking to buy. If you buy a new or used vehicle, if you mention that Got Your Back sent you, you'll not only receive specialized pricing, but as a bonus, you get three free ultimate detail packages on a new or a used vehicle. So mention Got Your Back sent you when you go in to Sherwood Buick GMC. Check out the website, gmcpod.com. Coming to you from the Long Shots, the newly redesigned Long Shot Studio here in Sherwood Park. More than just golf, a sports destination. Locations on Stony Plain Road and in Sherwood Park. As we say, happy Sunday evening to the fellas. Yes, you heard me say it in the opening, guys. The order's about to be tested. Something fierce. You know, like, all this all this hype, all this talk about a strong start, and we all know what they've been up against here, Brownie, and then this happens. So I don't, I don't know if you guys have been about town at all today, Brownie. It's all people who wanted to talk to me about what's happening with McDavid. I got like 10 text messages today. What's going on? I was getting texts all last night, too. People were really worried last night. Um, <laughs> it's funny. The the Oilers were healthy. So the one thing that about the beginning of the season when you're healthy is you want to bank points. Get points yeah. in the bank. Because at some point during the season, you're going to run into a stretch of injuries. And we've seen in the past couple of years, Vegas, L.A., they had great starts to the season. They ran into huge injury issues at some point, but they had such a nice bank of points that they were able to survive it. Mm-hmm. The problem for the Oilers now is they had this healthy stretch of the start of the season. They did not play well, and now they've got to try and find points in the, to put in the bank without their best players. So uh, games in October are really important when all of a sudden in March you're trying to scramble to find points for a playoff spot, and you think, oh, we would have had a better start. So... Uh, bad went to worse for the Edmonton Oilers. Uh, a rough start to the season, losing a game they probably deserve to win, and then even worse, they lose their captain for one to two weeks. We're going to dig into this study uh, coming up in our breakdown in just a couple of minutes. Uh, also on the podcast tonight, though, guys, just to kind of set the table for folks, in our takeaway segment, we're going to talk a little bit about Evander Kane, right? Got into the scrap last night. Some interesting comments that we've heard from Evander Kane, not just once, but twice this year. Don't know if you heard his intermission interview with Scott Oak. 
Um, but Kane is, there's been some interesting comments here. So we'll talk a little bit about his play, about how much he can help with Connor McDavid on the shelf. So that's coming up in our takeaway segment. Uh, Struddy in Struddy's world is going to lean in on that suspension down in Southern Alberta to Rasmus Anderson. And then ask us anything. We're live streaming on Twitter and on YouTube. So we'll be happy to take your comments and your thoughts. Zuby is on board tonight to collect all of those. So that's coming up in our uh, Ask Us Anything. But uh, guys, let's get to the breakdown brought to you by Adrenaline Diesel, where they specialize in heavy-duty truck and trailer repair, performance tuning, parts and sales. They have seven gigantic bays, and there's not much they can't figure out for you if you're having trouble. Marty and his crew have very high standards. They will leave your truck in great shape, like it's right out of the factory. Check out all they have to offer at AdrenalineDiesel.ca. Um you know, it's all obvious, right, Struds? Everybody's got to pick up some slack. Everybody's got to do a little bit more. Nobody can replace Connor McDavid. But to me, bud, a team that had to be better in almost every facet of the game still has to figure out how to be better in every facet of the game and less and make less mistakes along the way now because they're not going to be able to outscore them. Well, I know uh, Vander Kane feels. Finally get to talk in the second period. Uh, we're into the third. Are we into the third one? Or... <laughs> Can I? Do you guys mind if I chime in here? Yeah, it was a little bit. Hey, holy jeez! What happened? Is there anything else you want to introduce? Do you want to bring in uh, what's the guy? What's that little guy's name from T? Darren Drager? Is he available? Or Joaquin Gage? What's the other guy? Well, this is the problem. Is Brownie started talking about McDavid, and it wasn't. We haven't started the breakdown yet, Jeez. so we kind of got thrown off. Oh, it's fine. It's Brownie's it's fault. Well, me, it's good to talk to everybody in the third segment. Uh, like Evander. Okay, well, you're done now, Struds. That was your yeah, time. That was, yeah, that was your time. You. So, good Brownie, night, uh, I'm going. I gotta go hit the hit the elliptical. Uh, okay, Struds. Right. Let's start here. Let's just okay. okay. Let's just reset the button. Oh, no. Reset the pod. Luckily. I'm a professional. I know you are. Tell me what you thought when you saw the replay of him grabbing his side. What do we think we're dealing with here? Okay. Well, I I don't know. I thought at first it was his back, but, and, and there's, there's definitely no replacing Connor McDavid. There's not another person on the planet. If you could trade for him, if you could even bring him out of the grave, that guy doesn't exist, but what it does exist guys. And I'm actually excited for this is the opportunity for other players to eat those minutes and get going. That's that is a huge opportunity. You've had guys that have been maybe not playing as much as they want. You look at just look around it. We're talking power play. We're talking penalty kill. We're talking a ton of five on five time. Now, are they as good as Connor McDavid? No. If they were, they'd be playing. But I think this is a huge opportunity for those players. And I'm looking at Kane. I'm looking at Connor Brown. I'm looking at Dylan Holloway, uh, Ryan McLeod. They don't really anyone other than. Nugent and uh, Nugent Leon and Hyman, probably all everybody. Now you're looking at a huge chunk of time that needs to be gone. So now you want to play. Now's your time to play and grab some of those minutes, Brownie. Well, it's funny. I think Strudge, you are the only guy in Edmonton that's excited to see the opportunity. These guys are getting. Yeah. Um, There is an opportunity and we're going to talk about him later. Kane. Huge, huge moment for him right now. He's not happy with his ice time, in my opinion, from watching his body language and listening to to the talk with with Scott Oak. He's going to get a chance. The Oilers are going to have to be, as you said, Ryan, they're going to have to play a cleaner game. Connor McDavid, a great goaltender, cleans up mistakes. So does a great player. And Connor McDavid will clean up the mistakes. Well, we're giving up 
Three against. Well, we got Connor. He's going to score two. So right there, now it's a 3-2 game. The rest of the team only has to score two. So it's a big moment. The others would not survive if they were without him for a month or two months, but they can survive a couple of weeks. And not many teams in the league can lose the best player in the league and still have the second best player in the league leading the charge. So that's a big advantage for the Oilers that Leon Dreisaitl is still on the team. Yeah, it was interesting to see. I mean, Jay Woodcroft talked about it being muscular. I think that was a signal from him to everybody that it's not too serious. Yeah, we're not talking about knee ligaments. And I think lots of people automatically kind of worry about that sort of thing. We saw him grab at his back and hip as he skated off the ice. We're not doctors here, so we're not going to go too far in speculating. Kind of got tangled up with Morrissey there on the boards when that penalty was called. You know, he maybe strained something there. One thing I do know is that he was cutting his shift short before he shut it down completely. His last three shifts were under 45 seconds long, and a couple of them, notably, he went off a little bit early struts. It seemed to me like he was maybe fighting it and trying to play his way through it, but he was leaving the ice early by his standards. But when you have an injury, you're you know you're essentially you're a machine. Like if you're in good shape, your body is like a machine. Everything's working right. Yeah, you have a few little issues, but you're like, okay, I'm fine. So you get an injury and you're like, okay, what is wrong with the machine? And I know like personally, I've hurt my shoulder, my, my shoulders, knees, hands. And you're always like, okay, I don't think it's that bad. I think I can play, you know, and, and keep going. Cause a lot of times, you know, you'll, you'll get a stinger or you block a shot and there's some pain, but it does go down. You know, you, you think about when a guy blocks a shot, a lot of times you see him with his hands on the dasher and his head down, and you're just trying to you can make that pain recede a little bit, right? So you're always just hoping it goes away and you're hoping the more you play, it kind of just loosens up and plays. But oftentimes it doesn't, you know, it does, it just doesn't go away. So I think he was hoping that would happen. Um, and, you know, credit for him. He's, he's a tough guy. I don't think we give enough credit about how tough he mm -hmm. actually is, but uh, he, you know, he couldn't, he couldn't get rid of it. So then you have to just have to say, okay, I, I can't play because there's a point where if you don't have the power, you can't protect yourself or you can't be dynamic like he is. So, he just shuts it down. But listen, I, maybe excited is not the, the, the word I would use, but I, I, I'm excited to see what these other guys can do for their mm. – because, you, you know, you, you talk about the body language on Kane. You know, there's a guy that obviously wants more. So then here's your chance. Take it. You know, you, you, you're going to get time. Take it and run with it. Then when 97 comes back, uh, now you maybe make the lines look a little different or spread the minutes around differently as well. Yeah, and we're going we're gonna to each go through what we would have for lines. Mm -hmm. So uh, if you're on the stream right now and you want to drop in what you would do with your lines, I mean, I, pretty obvious it's going to be 11 and 7. It's going to have to be. Um, so let us know what your mix would be. Leon Drysaddle, who his wingers would be, uh, Nugent Hopkins. Obviously, you separate those two, but uh, we'll run through our lines here in just a minute and uh, and like to know what you would like to see from Jay Woodcroft. Brownie, do you ever go any long stretches without uh, without the big guns, without uh, Jagger or, you know, like the your your best players? Yep. What's it do yeah, to the group? Pittsburgh, we did. Well, yeah. the year that... Uh, Mario was trying chasing down Gretzky's 51 games mm -hmm. in a row with a point. Uh, I think Mario got to 44, but the last 12 or 14 games that he played, the trainer was tying up his skates. He couldn't even bend over to tie his skates up. And eventually we we're in Buffalo in the middle of the second period. He just stood up and skated off the ice. He just couldn't handle the pain anymore. And you're sitting on the bench and you're like, okay, it was one thing for him to be hurt. Now it's another thing for him not to be in the lineup. And there's uh, it, it struts it. it there is players are very, very. Um, there's a, a strong belief. Everybody believes in themselves that they can get things done. They have a strong belief in what they're capable of doing. And they said, okay, if our best player goes on, 
I can step up. I've been waiting for this chance. So no one wants your star player to be gone. But every one of those players, as Strud said, is excited about the opportunity. 100% they are. They all feel that they can contribute. And I think here's an opportunity for some of the guys to go out and prove it. We want to run through lines here, guys. Um, I've got my uh, 11 forwards here sorted out. But Strud, do you want to go first? Take us through what your top lines would be. You know, I spent a lot of time actually on this, and I don't—I I didn't really love anything I came up with. I know. Uh, but I think it's my favorite one, exercise, hey, without McDavid, <laughs> yeah, it is. Well, yeah, it's a lot easier when you have ninety-seven and twenty-nine on different lines, and I would have them on different lines. Um, so uh, I've got Kane, Drysaddle, and uh, Brown, Connor Brown, uh, Fogle, Nuge, Hyman, and then I got uh, Holloway on the left with McLeod and uh, Janmark on the right. And that, that leaves uh, Ernie and uh, Ryan. Ernie and as, Ryan. As, as my, I don't know that that's tremendously original, but I, I was trying to be more creative. But I just, I kind of, to be fair, I was looking for kind of a worker be on every line and then mm-hmm. someone who's played center on every line. That was kind of my, my goal. I'm a little uh, bit concerned about the lack of finish and playmaking you've got with Drysidle there, though. I mean, Kane is struggling this year to produce. Brown is a little bit behind, but yeah. maybe playing with Drysidle will help him out a little bit. Yeah, that's those, those are those are concerns and very very valid ones for sure. Mm-hmm. Brownie, any comments on Strud's lines? You want to just give us yours? I mean, the, the thing with the Oilers, there's going to be a hundred different lines in the next two games. Even when they got on <laughs> in the lineup, they changed their lines. So you don't like uh, homework. To me, we give you homework on the show, I've and got then you it all in my head. You always come here's, on. Here's my lines. Like, I got my lines. I'm you ready. That's the premise of the question instead of yeah. just doing your homework. Oh. <laughs> well, I was re- that's why I got through school. I would attack it to the point that they say, how oh, the hell that we don't even care if you did your homework or not. <laughs> My lines. I got Leon playing with Holloway and Hyman. I got Nuge playing with Kane and Brown. I've got McLeod and Fogel, just the two of them together. And you're going to rotate all the other players through with those two. Then I have a fourth line with Ryan, Yanmark, and Ernie. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah, I want I want Fogel's played well, and I think McLeod can get going. And I don't know if you if you saddle I don't know if saddle them is a word, but if you put a fourth line guy up there with them, then you don't have a line that's really going to scare the opposition. I think Fogel yeah. playing with McLeod and with a, a Nuge or with a Leon or with a Hyman, then it's still now you still got three lines that you feel that you can score with, and that's then really you've got smart. Ernie and Ryan. Huh? Yeah, I, I like that. I, I like that idea, well, you know, and they've done that before. Like they've even used two top six wingers with no center and rotated mm-hmm. the centers through. So rather than make the fourth line automatically the two guys that you rotate through, what do you think of that, Struddy? Well, I like it better than mine. Uh, I just, I just, I just drew an X through mine and I'm just, uh, I'm saying no. I honestly, I didn't like, I just, mine was not very uh, creative and, and I don't like that. Like, and so Brownie, um, I really like this one. I guess my only concern would be Holloway with dry saddle. And I, 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 I get, you're putting a lot of pressure on the guy to deliver because yep. he can't be yep. up there and not score. Now, um, I, you know, the second line then with, with Kane and Brown, they have not scored yet. Nope. So those two guys, well, have if, to you, get if you go through the lineup, 
not a lot of them have scored. Yeah. yeah. So and that's, it no. was hard finding yeah. goal scores to put with your players. Yeah. No, no, that's and that's, point, and that's no, no, I, you know what? You're, and yeah, you're, you're not wrong. And then I do like the idea of, uh, I like Fogel and McLeod together. I, I really like Fogel, McLeod, and actually Holloway together. So, you know, you got to find the right guy to fit in there. But I, I do like the idea of rotating people through there. So, Brownie, that is, that's really good. I, I, I that's so far as the winner. Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, gem of the night. Gem of the night. Struts just said it. Gem of the night. Brown. <laughs> no, 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 no. United Sports has higher standards than that. That is not automatically the gem of the night. There's lots of great podcasting to come. My lines. Top yep. line. Dylan Holloway. Leon Dreisaitl. Zach Hyman. Same top line you had, Brownie. My second line. Evander Kane, Ryan Nugent Hopkins, and Warren Fogle. My third line is Yanmark with Ryan and Brown. And then I'm putting Ernie and uh, Ryan as the uh, uh, the extra forwards and rotating guys through. I think you want to have three reliable yeah, you, lines that you can just roll you, through. You said but, Ryan twice. Yeah, there. Ryan, Ryan, Ryan twice. McLeod. Uh, so 137128. Okay. So that's Yanmark, Ryan McLeod, and Connor Brown is a third line. Oh, okay, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah, so sense. Kane, Nuge, and Fogel is the second line. But we have the same lines. To your point on Dylan Holloway, Struds, here's what I will say to that. If you're not going to give Dylan Holloway a look on one of the offensive lines right now, what the hell is he doing here? Like, what is he doing here? Your top offensive guy just went down, and you got Dylan Holloway, who's been skating as well as anybody, and no – Hasn't had a lot happening offensively, but on most nights, he's been the best player on his line. Dylan Holloway has no business being the best player on his line. He needs to play with players who are more experienced and better than him. And so it's far, he hasn't really. Time to give him a look. If not now, when? You're the kind of guy that, uh, you know, when, you're, when your son or daughter turns five, the first time you just give him skates and he's throw him right in the middle of a game with uh, you. Go. Yo, what is he? U seven? No, we're gonna put him up with U eleven. He can do <laughs> yeah. it. He can play. Don't worry. No, he, he let's looked baby at his skates step for an this hour. player a little more. Really, let's let's baby step this guy a little more. An entire season last year of baby steps. You know what I did, guys? I jogged to the corner. I'm entering a marathon tomorrow. That's that's what I'm doing. I, I'm I'm gonna take this on. This. You, you, I believe that you want him to grow with confidence. You want to have confidence. So I like that he's the best player on that third line. And he feels really good about himself because you'll just keep growing and gain more, more confidence and more ability. You know, no, 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 no. You don't grow and gain confidence if you have zero points. You don't grow and gain confidence if you have zero goals. He's going to score when he plays with Leon. He's going to get points when he plays with Leon. I was a 19-year-old. I got to play with Mario Lemieux. I grew with confidence because I got to play the great player who made me better. Yeah. Leon's going to make Holloway better, and Holloway's going to prove he belongs in the top six. I'm with Rashog. This is going to hurt a lot for me to say this, So, but you were a more natural goal scorer than Holloway, right? And and I, I don't want to say this wrongly. I think he was probably a better skater than you. <laughs> although, <laughs> you think? although I think most people, just a most little bit. people are. Just a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> But but I guess my point is this, guys. We we all want to rush these young players. So let's say he goes up. Let's say let's say this is a line tomorrow, and Holloway's up there, and he plays their three games with zero points, and they put him right back down where he was before. What's the benefit? What what don't do that? How about don't do that? How about play him on the line, and then play him on the line again, and then play him on the line again, just like you've done with Evander Kane every night since the start of the season. You know how many goals he has? Zero. 
How many career goals does Vander Kane have? Whatever. It's about no, here and whatever. now. Like not you a, slow played not, this player enough, buddy. If no, you, you can't use can't him there now, when? You, you, I agree. I, I, you got to take him up slowly. So I'd like to see you, you, you're rushing him. season of slow. The, the classic Edmonton move is to rush a player. Then we all complain that <laughs> the guy doesn't become what we want him to be. Wait. Oh, this I'm, guy never, we never used him right. Look at, remember, I'm Brendan writing this Perlini. down right now. October 21st, 2026. Holloway gets to move up. Okay. I just put it in my calendar. <laughs> uh, I love it. Well, it'll be interesting. I'll be at practice tomorrow morning and we'll see uh, what Jay Woodcroft does, if he's even going to show the lines. We'll see what he does. But some interesting decisions for Jay Woodcroft to make. Boy, this team is really up against it. You know, just a brutal start to the season. They're falling behind in the, you know, they want to try and compete for a division. I mean, look how many points back they already are. They're going to have to play at some kind of pace to get themselves back into it. And we'll see how, by the way, last thing, and then we'll move on from this. Mm-hmm. When the Oilers say a week to two weeks, I think that they, I mean, they're giving themselves a nice window there. But at this point, I'm not going to rule McDavid out for next Sunday yet. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to because he could be out a week from Saturday night and play next Sunday. Right. So I think that they're going to tell us it'll be longer potentially and give him the chance to make it back sooner. I don't think they're going to cut that close. I don't think they're going to be, I think they're going to be conservative with the number they gave us. So unless I miss something today, um, I'm not counting them out just yet. I agree 100%. Well, Struds, you know as well as I do, when you get the schedule at the beginning of the season, you look at certain games on the schedule. First time you play in your hometown, Saturday night in Toronto, the California road swing. You look for certain games, but every one of these players is excited about the Winter Classic. I mean, it's not just another game. They, they, get, they wear different outfits to the game. They got all the new equipment. Connor McDavid wants to play in this game. If there's any possible way he can be back for it, he will be. A Tuesday night game in Buffalo, the old back was acting up. <laughs> ah! Ah! <laughs> no. You had the Brad May flu. That's why, Strandy. <laughs> oh, I had a lot of flus. You had the May Day flu. All right, that was the breakdown brought to you by Adrenaline Diesel. Coming up in our next segment, lots of action on the stream on Evander Kane. We're going to dig into it a little bit. Some interesting comments this year. The performance, eh, love the tilt. Got to respect that. Where are we at on Evander Kane and what he's brought so far this season? That's coming up in our next segment. Very short break here. By the way, a reminder that Rob Brown's appearances on the podcast are brought to you by our great friends over at Kin Print. Brownie was in more of a toque mood tonight, so he doesn't have the hat on. Helping you find creative ways to promote your brand. High-quality apparel. With top-of-the-line brands, visit kinprint.ca. Very short break. And then some cane talk when we're back. Hey, everyone. It's Kelly here for United Sport and Cycle. The wait is over. United's annual Hockey Day sale is finally here. Save 20% off on select CCM and Bauer skates. Save 35% off on all Bauer and CCM Pro Stock sticks. And save up to 25% off on select Bauer and CCM equipment. And for you goalies, save up to 20% off select Bauer, Warrior, and CCM Gold Gear. Trust the experts at your home of hockey for over 95 years. United Sport and Cycle. Are you ready to elevate your moving experience? 
Trusted for over 100 years, Ferguson Moving and Storage are your partners in relocation, ensuring your journey is smooth and stress-free. And say goodbye to surprises with Ferguson's transparent flat rate pricing. Contact them now for a free moving quote and use the promo code FERGUSON to receive $100 off your next move. Visit fergusonmoving.com and let them lift your expectations. All right, time now for Takeaways, brought to you by our good pals over at Martin Motorsports. The snow will be here before you know. A little bit fell today, <laughs> just a little. And you want to be ready for the ride. Visit Martin Motorsports. Check out their lineup. Uh, pre-owned sleds, all priced to sell, so you can enjoy winter with a new-to-you machine. Stop in at their West or South Edmonton locations. Or check out their pre-owned lineup online at Martin Motorsports. Chris and Cole were both out at Long Shots the other night. Pleasure to meet those guys. They both run uh, the branches. And happy to have Martin Motorsports on board here on Got Your Back. Okay, gentlemen, Evander Kane. Evander Kane, Evander Kane. I saw the scrap last night. He kind of came out with a little jump in the second. Uh, Took the puck, tried to wrap it around there. You know, gets into the scrap, and I'm thinking, okay, I even tweeted. There's a guy that's trying to get himself, you know, find his game old school style. And then I saw the interview online uh, with uh, with Scott Oak at intermission. Uh, this courtesy our friends at uh, Sportsnet and Hockey Night in Canada. If you missed it, here was Kane. Uh, yeah, I didn't uh, didn't play much in the first period, so I thought uh, might as well get into a fight and uh, take seven or eight minutes in the box. Okay. Didn't play much in the first period, so I figured I'd get into a fight, take seven or eight minutes in the box. I mean, he's he's joking around, and you know, I didn't hear the context of the entire interview, so maybe there was something lost in there a little bit. So this isn't a massive deal, Struddy, but he's saying something. Like he's saying something there. 329, yeah. I think he played in the first period. Yeah, I think he's he's kind of letting everybody know how he feels. But honestly, guys, this is something I, I've talked about, and I, I don't want to say that you know I, I'm on the same wavelength as Vander Kane. But you know, you want to play, you want to feel like you contribute, and if you're not playing, um, you know, if you're a guy that's you know used to being a top six or top nine forward, and you're not getting on the power play, you're not killing a lot of penalties. Um, you know, other guys are doing it. You're just kind of sitting around waiting. It's it's hard to feel part of the win or part of the solution or of the of the problem that the group is now. I think it works two ways. Obviously, for Evander, I think there's a better player than he's shown uh, early in the season. Um, and, you know, he was he was much more engaged physically. Um, and, and that's part of his, what he brings. But I, I just, I, I think that, you know, if you got true serum and some of those guys in that room, I wonder how many would feel the same way. Like, hey, man, we want to play too. But how do you feel about him saying it, Struts? How do you feel about him saying that? As a teammate, um I don't know. I think that's between him and the coach more than, than me and a teammate. Because like I say, you don't think some other guys think that? Mm-hmm. Brown? Mm-hmm. I agree. I mean, with him saying it, would you say he's a colorful personality? He's a big personality? Yeah, he's not afraid to. I mean, he's, he says He's stuff, not afraid right? to say it. Yeah. And always has. And when they signed him, they knew that's the kind of guy he is. And that's why people like to interview him. Because he will say things. He won't just give you the cliches. I've said this now for two years, and and a lot of what Strauss has been talking about, the power play, you're starting to see. Evander Kane, on almost every team in the National Hockey League, would be getting good power play minutes. He's a power play type player. Um, the Oilers, for a while last year, were kind of switching Evander Kane 
and Zach Hyman, flip-flopping them back and forth. That stopped. I played in Pittsburgh at the end of my career, and I was on the second power play unit. And I remember when the coach would come down, he said, okay, you guys got, you got Strack, you got Brown, you got Yager. <laughs> and the, whoever was sitting beside you, me would just look at me, smile and wink. I got Yager. Okay. When the power play is over and he skates to the bench, I'll just sit here because his power play is now over and I'm not getting on. So Evander Kane is that guy that's coming on the second unit, which doesn't play very often. The other night, the second unit started. They were on for 21 seconds. So when you're a, a goal scorer and expectations for you, and, and I, or Kane, I would believe, he believes he's a 40-goal scorer, and he should. He's got that kind of ability, and 30 at the least. And that's when he came here, how important he was to this team. He's not getting power play time. And when you're an offensive player, I know he's getting 5-on-5, five five and he played with Leon or Connor at the start. Nobody was scoring 5-on-5. Five five, but those guys were getting their time on the power play, and that's where they are getting their points, and they were getting confidence offensively. And I agree with Struts, two-way. I don't think he's played well enough, but he's been kind of shuffled in the, the back, and you can see it in his body language. You could hear it in his words. He wants to contribute. He was a penalty killer here, and he was actually a pretty good one. Scored, I mean, he was pretty good at creating offense off the penalty kill. And right now, as he said, he became uh, a fixture on the bench for the first period, and he's just not getting the time that I think he expects and he wants. I don't think what he said is the hugest deal. Whatever. I'm sure the coach won't like mm -hmm. it if he hears it, but whatever. Kane played 329 in the first. Here's the thing, though, Struds. 17-32 a night he's played. He's got one assist. Yeah. He's got no complaint about overall ice time here, man. He's playing 17 and a half minutes, which is a decent amount of ice time, and he's got one point this season. He was not good early on this season. He's been struggling to find his game. I give a guy all the credit in the world for going out there and, and finding a scrap to get himself and his team going. Huge respect for that, for sure. But he's got one point. Considers himself a 40-goal scorer, Brownie? Like, mm -hmm. he's got no goals. Him and Dylan Holloway have the same number of goals here. He's got one point. I agree. I agree, but I, he's a guy that he wants to be on the power play. Well, then go out there and grind and play really well in the first four games and earn it. Like, go out there and give them no choice. Make them look stupid for not having you on the power play. Like, there are things you can I'm do. Just saying, I'm just saying what I'm seeing from the press box. I'm not saying that and yeah. I disagree with anything the coach is doing, but I do believe, and Strides has talked about this nonstop since I've started doing these podcasts, <laughs> that there's going to be, and it's all brilliant what he says, but he talks about that some guys feel left out and don't feel part of it when one group is going out there. The power play he talks about all the time. And if that power play is playing a minute 45, a minute 50, and you're sitting on the bench, and Evander Kane is, he is a first power play unit guy. He's a guy that he came in here expecting to be power play, power forward, penalty kill. He's going to score 40 goals. All those expectations are there. So there are players that if you have one unit, and this is what strides it, if you have one unit that plays the entire time, there will be players that feel they're not as much part of it as they would like to be. And I think that's what you're seeing with a cane, just in my opinion. Yeah, no, and I, I hear what you're saying with the ice time. And I, because I look back and I saw it too, and how much he's been playing and there, there's definitely a better player in there than he is. And I think that's the best way to get more ice time is to, to bully your way into it. Um, that that's just a way, that's just the fact, you know, and I, so when you get that opportunity, you're, you're ready to go and you're ready to show what you can do. So 
you know, Kane, maybe, you know, he can make, make the argument, you know, he plays not even four minutes in the first period yesterday or uh, Saturday night. That is uh, basically a fourth line role, right? Those type of minutes, right? That's, that's where you're at. Essentially you're at, what'd you say? Three thirty or just around 10 minutes. That's about a fourth line role on most teams. So I, I do believe that Jay has to find a way to get more equitable ice time across the, the roster. I, I just, and I won't, I won't, I won't move off this. I, I feel really strongly about this. I think he was good at when he arrived, and he's gotten away from it. And he's become much more kind of like Dave Tippett. Yeah. I think he tried last night, though. I think penalties got in the way. But I think he went into last night's game with full intention of evening out the ice time, and I could see him making a conscious effort. Like, he was starting his third and fourth line out of commercial breaks. He was leaving guys on after uh, the other team iced it. Like, he was Mm – Brownie, he was trying to get more ice time. 100%. Yeah. And it was noticeable. Yeah, yeah, like and it was how noticeable yeah. was it as we're sitting here talking about it because it was the first time we'd seen it in a while. And when we talk about Kane, he's going to yeah. get his opportunity. Kane's going to be on the first power play unit right now, and he's going to get his chance to shine. Now it's up to so, him. So he's already complained about not enough ice time and too much ice time this season, guys. You recall this after the last exhibition game? I feel like he kind of crescendoed and, and are sitting in the right spot coming out of preseason. Yeah, I mean, nobody knew you were going to play five exhibition games out of eight. So, um, you know, I, I think it was a good uh, good way to end off. I think our team got better the last uh, five periods. You um, play, like how many exhibition games would you like to play? Five. Five, isn't it? Well, yeah, I mean, coach put air five, so I like to play five. <laughs> 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 right. You brought it up. I know. <laughs> That's the thing. Like, it's funny, and it's it's not a huge deal. But it's notable, Struds. It's twice. Tiny little comments. Just noting. I played five out of No one would have seen that coming, hey? And then, ah, didn't get much ice time there, hey? Players don't normally do this, and it's twice. But Evander Kane has lots of personality. So chalk it up to that. I don't think it's the end of the world, but I'm putting it in the notable column, Struds. Yeah, so this is this is where we get into it with the media, right? So when you're a player, this is why you know a lot of guys don't talk and don't say much because mm-hmm. everything is remembered, everything is dragged out, and everything's brought back out from wherever it was hidden, right? And well, he so, said it. what's that? Would you not say that what he said to Scott Oak last night is similar in sentiment to what he said about the exhibition games? Comes from oh, the I- same place. I think it's one where he's he's complaining about not getting enough time enough ice time now and then before he was talking about playing too many exhibition games so i agree right. but what i'm saying is that I, when i was a player i didn't want to say anything like that because i didn't want it to come back out again right now now i'm dealing with it on both ends is that why um, you didn't want to say it struds or did you just sort of feel like maybe for me it's not the best thing to say uh, uh both but you know like, like i could say something could be a statement about it could be a statement mm-hmm. about the league it could be a statement about uh anything it's just not that's and that's that, that's kind of where we're at, right? That's kind of the, the world we live in, right? Everything's clipped, everything's remembered. Um, but as far as Evander, you know, I, I look at his situation. You know, he he he's he's not he's not the same. He's not playing at the same tempo or speed that we've seen in the past. Now, part of that might be risk related, and, and and you know, he's got a young family that takes a lot of your time up, and maybe the sleep and all that stuff. But you've you now he's going to get a chance. Now you, I can't believe he wouldn't be on the power play. Now's the time to put up, right? Now's your time. You're, you're getting on the power play, so you're going to say, let's say Connor's out for six games. Does he have to get at least two goals during that time? I think so, at least. Because you're now getting ice time out there all the time. 
Brownie, no, final right. thought here on all of this? Well, I'll go back to the other part where you, where Strudge was saying where guys aren't talking about saying things people remember. Both the things that he said, though, he brought up. It wasn't as though, hey, how many games do you think you should play or do you think you played too many? And then and Scott Oak didn't he say, a hey, point. you were on the bench a lot in that first period. Is that why you fought? Both times he said it himself, he brought it on himself. So that's why, as a media or a fan, you can remember it because he wanted to make a point of putting that out there. And that's completely different than answering a question. Yeah, well, fair point. Yeah. But you, you, my point is he should never said either, right? Yeah. Because it just, oh, it just right. comes back to haunt you. Right. I, I just don't yep. – the colorful personality is fun and all great, but at the end of the day, you're, you are here to produce and to show what you can do. And I think that – I think he set himself up for a bad spot here because now he's going to get a chance to produce, and if he doesn't, where does this go? I and that's, that's the thing, the real right? Question mark. As long as long as you hold up your end, you know, Evander Kane, Evander Kane's game is going to come around. He's a very good player. Obviously, he hasn't gotten off to the best start here. Um, you can say you can be colorful and say these things, and it's all good. You know, when you're producing, when you're saying those things and you don't, yeah, it's not as good a look. Well but it's not the end of the world. The things that he said, they're definitely notable. And now it's he's going to get lots of ice time and he's going to get lots of opportunity to try and help this team. He's incredibly important to this group, and it's going to be interesting to see how he responds. Great segment, guys. I love this, man. We are there is some diametric opposition and opinion on this podcast tonight. I like it. It's uh, yeah, it's strong, Stratty. I hope you don't feel like you're getting ganged up. That's why I brought Brownie in because I felt no. like you were beating me up too much last no, year. No, and no, I needed no. help. No, us offensive guys, Brownie. We think oh, a little exactly. different than Struds. <laughs> no, Struds was offensive too. He used to score two a year. <laughs> I was offensive to uh, offensive players. <laughs> uh, by the way, we want to say hello to Tom Gazzola who hopped into the stream tonight to promote his own show tomorrow. So, Tom, Tom thanks for stopping by and promoting Edmonton Sports Talk tomorrow. Really, really appreciate that. Happy to have you on Got Your Back stream. Go ahead and feel free to make a meaningful contribution if you'd like. Hey? Jumps in, starts talking about his show tomorrow. The oh nerd, that guy. Uh, okay, when we come back, Struddy's World, uh, and then ask us anything. We'll get to the comments that are coming in on the stream. Very short break, and uh, we'll be right back. Maybe, maybe Tom will chime in. Okay, heroes, are you trying to tough it out through a sports or life injury right now? Trying to prove your mettle by grinding through, gritting your teeth? Well, Redefined Health is here to say it's time to come on in. At Redefined Health, they'll high-five you for your toughness and then get to work on helping you fix the problem. Helping athletes and heroes find better balance, performance, and injury prevention, visit RedefineHealth.com. Long Shots Golf is the destination for both golf enthusiasts and sports fans. Top-of-the-line TrackMan simulators provide a highly entertaining and accurate golf experience, while a full-service sports bar loaded with big screens and scratch kitchen make it a truly unique destination. They have locations in Sherwood Park in Edmonton. Experience the best indoor golf and sports bar in town. Visit longshots.ca. That's longshots with a Z.ca. When you make a mistake, heads should roll. It's not right. And I'm here. Someone has to put their foot down. Now that I say it out loud, it does sound a little crazy. Guy look good.
That intro is just getting better and better as Zuby continues to add to it. Time for everybody's favorite segment, Strutty's World, brought to you by Pathfind. If you own or operate a business, you know the value of a great employee like Brownie. Pathfind is here to help you find your next star player to help you take your business to the next level. They can help with recruitment, career transition, leadership coaching. They truly have your whole team covered. Find your organization's path forward at pathfind.ca. I actually went through Pathfind to find Rob Brown. I uh, submitted an application to them. I said I need an offensive-minded, well-spoken addition to the podcast. And who would have known Brownie had a profile on Indeed? (laughs) Well, then we had our first ever meeting and my car died and you had to jump start me after that's true we showed up for the negotiation meeting and you know there's big dollars on the line here struds right as you know and uh, and i had to give brownie's car a jump so i needed a raise right away i had to buy a new car throw a car in it there you go all right uh vehicle vehicle benefits will kick in in season number four time for struddy's world struddy what do you got buddy you know, I'm I'm a pretty big fan of physical hockey. I like it. I hate hit from behind. I don't I don't like those at all. And I think headshots are something that need to be just eliminated from the game. It's so easy to do. And I think the NHL has done a better job of that. And then every now and then you see a guy kind of just go off and just run someone maybe, you know, intentionally or intentionally. As we saw the other night, uh, Calgary against uh, Columbus. Two seconds left in the game. Rasmus Anderson steps up and absolutely drills Patrick Liney, the big stud out of Columbus, right in the head. There's two seconds left. There's no chance they're winning this game. There's no chance they're coming back with that much time left. Not only does he hit uh, Liney in the head, he actually leaves his feet to make the contact even more severe and goes down hard. Now, he's been given a four-game suspension. Now, the way this works is because it wasn't in person uh, and it was less than six games, there's no third party involved. It'll go direct to Gary Babin. Now, Gary can you know, do what he wishes as far as the appeal system or appeal time to bring it down or whatever he wants to do. I think this is the case where Gary has to stand pat on the four games. This is why. Um, you know, we've all been angry at the end of the game or we've all played at the end of the game. And if, you, it's, if you're winning, generally speaking, you just want to get out of there. You, you don't care. You're winning by three or four goals. Just get it out. It's over. If you're losing, if you especially have had a rough night, you are looking for someone to hit. You're angry. And I've been in that spot before. And I think anyone who's ever played even men's league can feel that sometimes. So this is a case in point where Rasmus was looking for someone to let fly on. And he did it on, on, on lining. Now, I wouldn't say Rasmus Anderson is a really dirty player. But I think he does get involved. And I think he is edgy. I'd call him edgy. Not you know completely brutal, but he is edgy. But guys, I think Gary has to stand pat on this. Leave it at four games to let players know that this kind of stuff at the end of the game don't need it you don't need it in the game it doesn't help anything it doesn't change anything moving forward except now uh if if there's an injury well, in this case the lining or to someone else they could be more long-term brownie I, I would have doubled the suspension i would have given him eight games i thought there was double, an double oh, eight games good. predatory three <laughs> seconds to go in the game the other team's best player you run across the ice you jump in the air and you elbow him in the head what if this was Connor McDavid? Three seconds. The game's over. There's only three seconds left. If Connor McDavid's coming and all of a sudden you go lay McDavid out, concussions, he's out six weeks, and you give Anderson four games, would that be worth it? This was pretty. He went to hurt him. 100% he went to. He left his feet and elbowed him in the head in a game with three seconds to go. First of all, if I'm coaching Columbus, my best players aren't on the ice. You have a two-goal lead face-off in your 
five yeah. seconds to go. They shouldn't have been on the ice. But two, st- send a message to the league. This is that is a bad look for the league. If he's out for any amount of time for Columbus, this could be a playoff. Uh, put them out of any playoff race if they lose their best or second best player for any stretch of time. For some guy with three seconds to go, intentionally goes after a guy's head. To me, give him eight games. Send a message that this was stupid. I don't mind Anderson as a player. He's good. But this was dumb. It was predatory. It was intentional. And another one of the best players in the league for a number of years is out because of this hit. The time of the game, Brown, Brownie, if Huge. it's four minutes left, I mean, different. does that make a difference to you in terms of the number of games? And should it? Yes, 100%. Because at four minutes to go in the game, the game is still in play. So he can go and say, you know what? I meant to hit him. But the game, we're still in this game. I wasn't trying to hurt him. I didn't want to get kicked out. There's three seconds to go in the game when he hits him. He knew what he was doing. So there was intent. The game was over. So 100%, you have to take all factors into play. I give him eight games and tell him, you know what? Because what if the next time it's some guy, it's, I don't know, some name, some defenseman does it to Leon or Connor at the end of the game. Or someone does it to Kucherov. Maple Leafs late in the season play against Tampa first round. Hey, you know what? Five seconds to go in this game before the playoffs start. Let's knock Kucherov out. I might be gone for three, four games, but if I put him out for the series, it's worth it. So send a message. Struds, what's the high end game? Yeah, for the you? time of the game is huge. The time, the four. I'm good with the four. I think eight. You're 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 getting up there. You're talking about nearly ten percent of the season. I think that's mm-hmm. a little bit rich, especially for a guy who I don't uh, remember has a huge. Um, you History? know, past with this type of thing. Tom Wilson, who's done, who's gone through some things like this before. I think you're you're coming down a lot different, right? So I think you can go from there. Um, but I agree with everything Brownie says. That at the end of the game, you know, like players know when they, mm-hmm. there's it's a loss, right, a loss to win game. You know, two you know two minutes left, you're down by five. You're not coming back. Now I know there's two seconds left or three seconds left, down two. You're not getting back. So you're looking for blood, and some nights you're just you're pissed. You're just pissed. And I've gone off the ice so mad. And I've been on the ice when I've seen the other team guys so mad. I'm like, please, God, just get this over with. I don't want yeah. anything to happen here, right? And then, bang, that happens. And that's that's the worst-case scenario for, well, really for either team, but especially for the team who takes the hit. All right. Can I uh, just register one objection? And we've heard a lot of this since that hit was thrown. Just a, a, a broader mm-hmm. thought here. And I, I'm not the grammar police. I, I can't stand the grammar police. But this phrase drives me kind of nuts, and we've heard it for like two straight days. Players can't leave their feet. You you, you can't leave your feet. Your feet leave the ice. <laughs> that is his true. His feet left that the ice. True. He didn't leave his feet. At no that point was he separate point, yes. from his feet. Yeah, that's a fair point. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I said it. I, I see the wrong in my words. Right. I will be better going forward. He he left the ice to throw his hit. That's no, that bad. makes it that makes it sound like he le- he threw the hit in the back hallway. Now, okay, now you're bugging. He didn't. Okay, I ice. tried to his correct myself. It's a turn his of phrase. It's a ice. hockey phrase, right? I know, but it's but it's but it's we need to stop that because it makes us not it makes us not sound like we know what's what. Yeah. But it's a hockey phrase, and I think we got to not that be a hockey now, phrase. This is, now, this is one of my pet. We can't get rid of everything that's a sporting phrase. Right? We got to keep it in there. That's what makes the sport the sport. Okay, put you know, it this way, Struts. When I say he left his feet, do you know what I was saying? One hundred percent, because it's a hockey phrase. There, there you go. See, that's right. So the people listening to me, they need me to speak to them so they understand it. 
Nobody actually thought that his knees and ankles went in the air and his feet stayed on the ice. I know, but, if, but listen to the words that you are using. I think it's okay to strive to be just a if, little better. If you've ever listened to me speak, words are not a strength, okay? Uh, all right. Here's an example. It, Shagra, if I said to you, man, do you see that move that uh, that uh, 97 made? It blew my mind. What does that mean? That's completely different. People are using... Well, what does that mean? People are using the idea that he left his feet as a descriptor of something very specific yeah. as a reason. Like, look, look at this. This matters. <laughs> that man left his feet. And you're like, what? No, no he didn't. But, but you're blowing like, my wow, mind. That blew my mind. That's a turn of phrase. It's not a candle. My mind's not a candle. <laughs> right? So, but you know what I mean when I'm saying it. So I think you, you, we don't want to, that's, people want to correct. Like, oh. it, it does bother me. Like when I look, talking to people, like instead of back checking, they're called, we're back tracking. Don't, it's, it's back checking. That's what it's called. Don't tell me it's backtracking. That's what it's called. That's what it's called for a thousand years. Everyone wants to seem a lot smarter than they are. We all know what you're talking about. Or, or zone exits. Yeah. Make it a good first pass. That's what it's called. Hey. Call it what it is. Dawson Nielsen is holding me accountable tonight on the stream. And I appreciate it. He says, Rashog, nice 96 tweet. Because if you saw on Twitter last night, I was like, something's up with 96. <laughs> I, I saw the, the one. Game, he's still sitting at the end of the bench. Something's up with 96. I, I saw I the one right comment, away. and the guy writes, the wrote back to you, said, Whew, thank God it's not 97. Then we'd be in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Twitter, the great equalizer. Yeah. That was Struddy's World brought to you by our great friends over at Pathfind. All right, final segment of the night is going to be Ask Us Anything brought to you by the Shark of the Park. Cue the music, Zuby. Rini Buclan of Maxwell Devonshire Realty, serving Sherwood Park, Edmonton, and surrounding area. Let Rini help you navigate the biggest investment of your life your home. She works with a select number of clients to give you all the time you need to find that perfect place that you can call home. Rated the top individual agent in 22-23 and dozens of five-star reviews. If you're thinking of buying or selling or want your home evaluated, give her a call. 780-994-0280. That's Rini Buplan. Shark of the Park. And that music is interest rates. That's what that music is all about right now. Uh, okay, Zuby, bring yourself in, buddy. What's going on on the stream? Uh, the the fellas uh, and gals are being. <laughs> I don't know what's the energy is a little off. They're being hard, very hard on the team. They're being pretty hard on each other. I just can't we all can't we all get along? I was, we have mayhem. Is it carnage in the stream tonight? A little bit. I had to kind of tune it out. None of the it it devolved from being questions. It was just people kind of going at each other a little bit couple of new voices hopefully they'll find the uh find the vibe of the of the uh, stream chat which is uh hopefully a little bit more mellow uh at times <clears throat> uh let's go back uh thomas m said mcdavid's injury is a blessing i hope i'm sure he means could be a blessing in disguise it's early the oilers have played dismal and need something to wake them up it's time to see what the what depth this team has and who will step up i hope gagne can help soon i don't know any uh if there's any if that's a possibility 
No, nah, because he's not going to go on LTIR. So they like they can't even call anybody up. They're stuck at the 20 healthy people that they have right now. So uh, the roster's pretty jammed up. But back to our earlier point, Struds. I mean, it's never going to be good that Connor McDavid's not available. But now they have no choice. They have no choice. More guys are going to play a bigger role. They're going to be given a bigger opportunity to be a bigger part of this. And if they grab it, it could be good for them in the long term here. Well, there's no more excuses. You're gonna there's let's let's call it 23 minutes a night, right? So that's on average, what is it? Five minutes of power play, maybe one or two minutes on penalty kill, and then the rest is whatever 50 minutes of five on five. That's a lot of ice time, man. That is a ton of right? that's that could be two players' ice times for a night, right? So now these guys have to figure it out. And you've got to be ready, you know. So you know, so Vander Kane, you know, you 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 were frustrated not being on the power play, but you're gonna be on it. Now it's time to deliver. Right? Are your feet going? Are you getting to the net? Do you know your play? Like all that kind of stuff. Like now it's time to deliver. Brownie, um, who are we going to be talking about? Who are we going to uh, be talking about when McDavid gets back? Two players, Kane and, and Holloway. I think Kane, you're going to see him on the power play. I think Holloway is going to get top six minutes. And I think that's what both of them fans have wanted to see both those things. Both those players have the opportunity now. Uh, just to back up my assessment of the chat, Davin said I've blocked three people tonight. So, oh wow, <laughs> oh. come on, people. <clears throat> he was feeling that too. Um, on Kane, and there seemed like there was a fair bit of forgiveness for the, uh, or or however you want to put it, for the for the things that he said. Davin said he's a jokester. Chaos never died says passive aggressive. Noah says he's quite the sarcastic guy. So a fair bit of forgiveness in general. Mm-hmm. That was how I was taking it. Uh, from the stream. Um, another suggestion was uh, Bobo Fett says have to get, um, oh wait, no, no. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Um, have to, have to play Kane to try to get him going. And there was a suggestion from Nate. Hey, I think Kane could play the net front position on the power play. And, and is that, is something like that a possibility? If they yeah, got this is interesting, like Zuby, and it's a good point, like power play formation here, guys. So they're down a player. But they're down a guy that has the puck a ton. And when Kane does play the power play, he plays in that same spot that Hyman does. So, Brownie, if you're adding Kane to the power play, what are you doing there? Where's he going? I I put him in the bumper. You don't move Hyman. Hyman stays the same. Leon moves up on the boards. Nuge is on the other boards. And I put Kane in the bumper is where I would go. The thing is, they move all over the place when they're out there anyways. Kane, when he's in the second power play unit, a lot of the times he's the guy on the boards making the plays. he'll fit in seamlessly. There's not going to be an issue with him fitting in. He understands power play. He's going to be fine. I mean, let's be honest. The Oilers, if they want to be a Stanley Cup team this year, they need a very good Evander Kane. Kane makes them better. They need him going. So I think it's imperative on Kane and it's imperative on the Oilers to get him to where he helps the team as much as he can. Strud, same thing for you, Bumper? Yeah, because I'm trying to disrupt as least amount of disruption, at least for the initial setup as possible, right? You want to be moving everybody around. Um, and just to follow up on Brownie's thought, I, I would get Kane playing in all three phases of the game. I'm, I'm going five on five, yeah, power killing. play, and penalty kill. Yeah. I'd get mm-hmm. him out there. I'm, I'm, I'm rolling yeah. out. I'd have a meeting with him. I'd say, bud, listen, you know, I heard what you said the other day, and this isn't, I'm not coming down on you, but we need you. You're going to play. You need to be the leader. Connor's not here right now. We need you. Put it in his court, right? It's it's support him. Say you hear this is the ice time you desired. You're going to be north of 20 minutes a night. If you're prepared properly this summer, prepared to last a little while, you'll be ready to take this on, and you're going to help us out. Boom. I think yeah, I think that's a great point. Lean into, lean into him. 
and let yeah. him back it up, right? Let him back yeah. it up. A reminder that the comments are coming to you on our Weiss Johnson YouTube stream. Edmonton's first choice for all your heating, air conditioning, and plumbing needs. They're certified techs available 24-7 year-round. Their team is committed to total customer satisfaction no matter the time of day. Give them a call. It's Weiss Johnson, 780-463-3096. Jingle. Weiss Johnson, Weiss Johnson, Zuby, keep it rolling. Okay. A couple more. Um, a fair bit uh, was, a, a few people mentioned the Oilers' new analytics department and kind of a, a big deal, you know. I, I saw Michael a lot Park of that. Daddy, yep. Yeah, on Twitter and whatnot. The specific question from Bobo Fett was, do you think the Oilers' new analytics department is feeding into line decisions? In his opinion, odd to see Holloway's high work rate bump to the fourth line center, as an example. That's a really good question. Uh, you know, it, they they talked about it touching, and Daniel Nugent-Bowman wrote a, a really good article here about Michael Parcati a while back. It'd be worth going back to take a look. Um, he's going to touch a whole bunch of different areas, but day-to-day -day line combinations, analytics. I, I'm sure he provides reports to the coaching staff, Brownie, but I, I think Jay Woodcroft's a little more of a feel moment-to-moment, -moment, game to game. I agree. I don't think it would affect the day-to-day. -day. I don't think it would affect the line combinations. I think analytics are great, but I think analytics usually just prove what a coach sees, proves what a GM sees. I don't think there's a lot of surprises in analytics. I just think it gives uh, you just another set of eyes of what you're seeing. And I think usually uh, you agree with what the analytics say and the analytics agree with what you're, you're seeing yourself. Yeah, you know, we interviewed him one time on TSN, and I, I, he's a really smart guy. I was impressed, you know, and like you can just tell when the guys find out a whole nother stratosphere from you on uh, brainwaves. <laughs> um, so, you know, he'd be a guy. That I, if if it was I was Jay, I'd really be picking his brain, saying, you know, what what what? How can you support me, and how can I help? Like, how can we help each other? Right? Where can we get to? I'd have a hard time seeing within four games um, that Parkadi and Jay have established a relationship where they're dictating lines you know i think that'd be a bit of a surprise but um you know i think we're you might be looking for trends and ways to help guys where they're 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 dangerous where they're not dangerous um so i i, I just don't think after a handful of games this is this is where they're at you hop on to natural stat trick and this is very rudimentary stuff parkati's stuff will be much more intense than this but if you're looking at coming up with line combinations like does it matter to you struds if i tell you that in their 14 minutes together in the two games that they'd played Fogel, McLeod, and Holloway uh, had 68% uh, of the shot share, mm. right? Those are just little things like that just give you a sense of when those guys are on the ice together, these are some of the numbers that they have, right? Warren Fogel, Ryan Nugent Hopkins, Matthias Janmark, nine minutes together, we've got 70% of the shot share, little things like that. I'm sure they provide reports to the staff, but, uh, you know, Woodcroft obviously has, has the best handle on uh, the changes day to day. Zuby, one more, and then we'll land the plane. Okay, uh, Corb, Corb, 77. I'm wondering if that's Curb, 82, with a new... Uh, I think it is. <laughs> although he did, he was back. very good tonight, if that, if that was the case. <laughs> he, he commented, and let me do my best Rob Schneider impression here. Oh, no, we suck again. Anyway, that, <laughs> that was very early in the stream. Um, if there's the one Zuby other... making a play for Gem of the Night late there, Stradie. That's what's happening right now. And that ain't going to cut it, Zuby. Uh, I want to be fresh in your mind. Um, 
Uh, Kay said, boy, he, this is very broad, but boys, what's wrong with the power play? It's not good. What's been wrong with the power play to this point, in your opinion? I don't think it's that. Is it over 30%? Yeah. I mean, the, the, I, I don't know. I mean, they wanted to be more timely. Yeah. And what I would say <laughs> is there have been multiple games where the power play has sapped life from them. That second period, their power play sapped life out of the team. So overall, they're producing, but they've given up two bad shorties against at bad times. And for a group that wanted to be more timely, they've had a few opportunities where it went the other way. So I'm not going to be too hard on it overall, but they haven't been nearly as opportunistic. And when they're bad, to me, guys, they're just trying to be too fancy. They're just they, you just got to fire pucks at the net and and just keep penalty kills more honest, Brownie. I agree. I mean, I I've got nothing against the other's power play. The, the second penalty or power play goal against the shorty against that's on your goaltender. It had nothing to do with the power play unit. So that's it. There's one that they gave up against, and that was on a few of the players. Their power play is good. I've there's things in the Oilers game I worry about. There's things that they got to get better at if they want to be a good team. I've got zero, zero thoughts on their power play being a problem at all for them this 35%, year. 35%. One of uh, the best ever. Yeah. 30% right 35%. now. Fifth. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's really good. So, yeah, yeah. their power play is <laughs> that is the least of my concerns for yeah. the Edmonton Oilers. <laughs> all right. That was Ask Us Anything, brought to you by the Shark of the Park, Rini Buclan. As we land the plane, let's discuss our United Cycle gem of the day. United Sport and Cycle, that is. Edmonton's most iconic home for everything hockey. Save up to 30% off on select hockey gear, because Hockey Days is now on. United Sport and Cycle, supporting hockey in your community for over 95 years. Check out www.unitedsport.ca. The gem of the day will not be... Zuby's attempt at some Rob Schneider. Uh, I don't know. So I've got I got one in mind, but Struds, what, what do you yeah. got, buddy? This is normally your your arena. Came in early. I'm going to go with Rob Brown on his uh, outline of the lines for the Edmonton Oilers, and uh, I love that he had uh, McLeod yes. and Fogel and a blank space on the right side of the third line to be rotated through the other top six players. Really well done, Brownie. I'm really really impressed. That and, was- I, and I like the fact that you threw in a, a, a Taylor Swift kind of thing out there with blank space on a day that she was with Travis Kelsey in the stands. Oh, Great did you job do that? by you there, Strides. Did I miss that? Blank did space. He, did he make blank a Taylor space? Is a big, that's a T-Swizzle song. Pretty oh. big fan. Pretty big fan. Didn't know that. Uh, Brownie's gem of the day was 55, 29, and 18. Holloway, Drysaddle, Hyman, Kane, Nugent, Hopkins, Brown, McLeod, and Fogel together with no third. And then a third line of Ryan Yanmark and Ernie. Some creative thought process there. Not a bad gem of the day. I think that the grammatical point I tried to make to make us all just a little bit better, <laughs> I think I was being helpful, and I think it deserves some consideration. Well, now let's not lose our heads over this. Yeah, blow my mind. See, those ones are fine. I'd rather Gordon have three I'm all ears when you talk. I'm yeah. all ears when you talk. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. That makes sense. Yeah. Those yeah. make oh, sense. I got ears yeah. everywhere. Yeah. I'm all yeah. ears. Yeah. All right. 
Fine enough. I'll take the loss. Uh, great podcast tonight, guys. Lots of really good debate. Fine. And we really appreciate everybody on the stream for their contributions as well. Zuby, good job at the helm. Look forward to some more podcasts, folks. The Oilers minus Connor McDavid get cracking here. Practice tomorrow, then on the road to Mini. Probably drop a podcast Tuesday after the Minnesota game. So thank you for your downloads and your subscriptions. We really appreciate it. Leave us a review on uh, iTunes if you get a chance. We'd love to hear what you think of the podcast. Have a great night. We'll chat with you in a couple of days.